coming to you from the Deep South. This is the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast. High impact leadership is not reserved for leaders, and it has nothing to do with your position, title, or rank. However, it does have everything to do with your character. It's time to climb to the next level and beyond, personally and professionally. Now, let's start making it happen with your host, Max Story. Hey everyone, I'm excited to talk to you today on part 18 of 30 of this 30-part series of Blue Collar Leadership Leading from the Front Lines. And if you hadn't checked out the book, you may want to download that thing. It's on Audible, uh, you know, an audio book. It's also in an ebook format and also in paperback. But uh, it's a powerful tool for you as an individual. It's very, very powerful for you if you're a formal authority leader to take your team through this book one chapter at a time one chapter per week takes you six or seven minutes you probably heard me talk about that on the other uh episodes sometimes but it's that's what i wrote it with 30 chapters three pages per chapter intentionally i wrote it that way so you could use it as a leader to grow and develop your team because i'm telling you if your team leads themselves well it's a whole lot easier for you to lead them well but you got to live up to the high standards if they're leading themselves well. That's what all these podcasts are about, these episodes. So today, the topic from Chapter 18 is positions are overrated. Positions are overrated. I see so many people, they, they think they have to have a position to make something happen. I'm going to tell you this. If somebody can't make something happen without a position, they ain't very likely to make something happen with a position because it's about influence and not about position. But people don't know that a lot of times. They think, oh, I, then people don't report to me. I can't make them do anything. What that tells me is whoever's saying that, they have no influence. I've transformed entire organizations and nobody in that organization reports to me. I was an external consultant hired in to help improve processes. But I, when I walk in the door, I'm on the team and I'm leading. I'm growing and developing relationships and I'm making things happen. I ain't worried about a position. I don't need a position to make something happen. All I need is a team. And any high impact leader will tell you the same exact thing. But if you can't lead without a position, you won't lead with a position because you can cheat. That's what I mean when I say that. If you can't lead without a position, you won't lead with a position. Because to get things done without a position, you must lead. You have no formal authority. You have to lead. You have to have authentic influence without a position to get anything done. And if you can't do that, when you get a position, you're going to be able to cheat. You're going to be able to use your formal authority. But that's only going to take you so far, and you're only going to get so much done. But somebody who won't lead without a position, who can't lead without a position, they won't lead with a position. Because then they can cheat. But they're going to get left behind by those who can lead, regardless of whether that person has a position or not. So United States Marine Corps Lieutenant General George Flynn made this comment, and it's, it's pretty cool to me. He says, the cost of leadership is self-interest. The cost of leadership is self-interest. Most leaders are focused on themselves, and that's why they can't lead. They manage people instead of lead people. But if you can learn to lead without a position, 
If you're listening to this and you don't have a formal position of authority, if you can learn to lead and influence your teammates, your leaders, other leaders, it'll only be a matter of time before you are recognized for your influence and you're offered a formal leadership position. <clears throat> and you'll always have more options when you can lead, or my word, influence people without a position. And why is that? Because your influence is real. It's authentic. It's not artificial. People actually want to follow you. That's why it's so cool. It ain't about being a boss. Remember we talked about that last time. We don't want to be a boss. We want to be a leader. But people actually follow you because they want to. They don't follow you because they have to. And they don't have to. If you're leading with influence and you don't have a position or title, they don't have to follow you. It's obvious they want to follow you. That means you're a leader. <clears throat> it's not tied to or related to a position of formal authority. It's based on who you are, not what you are. That's moral authority. So bosses make things happen with people who have to help them. Leaders make things happen with people who want to help them. <clears throat> so I want to share a story that kind of illustrates this from several different angles. So I was the, the, the lean manager in a manufacturing plant, and I was over the entire plant relative to process improvement. I reported to the top guy there who was a plant manager. And he had seven or eight staff managers that reported directly to him. I was one of those. There was an HR manager, engineering manager, production manager, production control manager, quality manager, and maintenance uh, manager, all, all these folks. And so the quality manager resigned. But for the previous six months while I was the lean manager, I had been get, trying to get the quality manager as part of our lean initiative. He had a, a little quality lab out in the plant. And it was a wood grain siding on it and wood grain on the inside. So it was kind of brown and black looking, ugly, dirty thing. And we were, we were painting everything high gloss white uh, and uh, painting the floors high gloss gray. And I had asked this guy, I was trying to get him to get his team to paint the quality lab inside and out high gloss white and to paint the floor instead of just being bare concrete to paint it with a high gloss gray finish that we were putting on the floors. All I ever heard was excuses, 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 excuses. We're too busy. We don't have time. My team's working too hard. Blah, blah, blah. Right? All this stuff managers say. See, ma managers of people, they make excuses. Leaders of people, they get results. So this is something he didn't have to do, right? So relative to me and him, he didn't see me as a leader. He didn't have to follow me and he didn't want to. I had no leadership with this guy, and I can tell you why, because he and I had completely different values. He valued being a manager of people. I valued leading people. So me and him didn't see eye to eye on hardly anything. But when he resigned, the plant manager gave me the quality manager responsibilities as well. So now I had been lean manager over process improvement throughout the entire plant, and now I was the lean manager and the quality manager. He didn't take my other job away. He could just give me another management role. So I had two manager roles. And now I was in charge of the quality department. I was responsible for leading them. I wasn't going to manage them like the previous manager did. I was going to lead them. And I still needed that 
quality lab to be painted. Hadn't been painted six months. I've been trying to get the other guy to do it, but the other guy's gone now. Now, now I'm the quality manager. All those folks report to me. And so you might be thinking, oh, that'd be easy now. Just go out there and tell them to do it. Well, he, he had told them to do it, but they didn't do it. So he made excuses for them. So I already knew that was not going to work. And I had never read any of these books. So as soon as, soon as everybody finds out I'm the quality manager now, the quality team, as soon as I got them together and says, hey, you guys report to me now. I'm over, I'm over the quality. I'm responsible for quality. I'm responsible for lean. So I'm going to merge these two teams together, the lean team and the quality team. And because quality is a disaster, we're going to shift all of our focus collectively to quality. And we talked about that, and and that was basically my first day being responsible for that. So I was trying to get my hand, hands and head around everything. And pretty quickly, one of the quality technicians says, hey, Mac, we've been talking to the other manager, and we need a flat-screen TV instead of this laptop computer because they had a coordinate measuring machine. So people would bring parts in. They would measure them, and people wanted to see the results, and they had to crowd around a little laptop screen to see it. And they were telling me it'd be a lean process improvement if we could put a big flat screen on the wall so that when we're doing these measurements, everybody can see it real easy on the wall. And I thought, hey, that's a good idea. So that first thing I thought, there's something else that the previous quality manager could have did to improve the process, and he didn't do it. But I saw it as an opportunity to leverage my influence. And I said, that's a good idea. I said, I'm going to make a deal with you. Because they was like, can we get the TV? Will you get us a TV? I said, I'm going to make a deal with you. You guys know we've been needing that quality lab painted for six months. And y'all said, it's, everybody, the boss said you're too busy. Y'all said you're too busy. This is the deal. When that quality lab is white on the inside and white on the outside and that floor is high gloss gray, you let me know. And as soon as you see it, as soon as you show it to me, I mean, as soon as you show it to me, we're going we gonna to come in here and get on the computer and log in and order the flat screen TV to put on the wall. It's going to be that simple. Y'all help me and I help you. And they were fired up. So they left out that day. It was almost quitting time that afternoon. The very next morning, had only been like 15 hours or something, you know, overnight. Very next morning we come in. First thing, the quality technician comes in and she says, hey, man, come out here. I want to show you something. I said, okay. So Actually, she may have called me on the phone. I can't remember that, but it seems like maybe she called me on the phone. She called me a lot more than she come to the office I was in. So I think she called me and said, hey, come out here. I want to show you something. So I have no idea. Figured it was a quality problem. I go out there. As soon as I open the door and walk out into the plant and I see the quality lab, it's white. And as I get closer to it, I can tell the inside of it's white. Then I see it's taped off and the floor is high gloss gray. This happened within 15 hours. And I didn't tell anybody to do it. I just made a deal. I said, when you guys get it white and gray on the floor, I'll buy you a TV. You will have earned it in my book. They did it overnight. I said, how did y'all do that? I, I said, you guys left and went home yesterday. How'd you do that? How'd y'all get that done last night? Oh, we didn't do it, Mac. We, had, we talked to maintenance. We got them to do it. So all they did was go ask them if they would do it. They used their influence. Maintenance department does not report to those folks, but those folks had relationships with people in the maintenance department on the night shift. And basically, 
within 24 hours of me being given the quality departments as a responsibility and me being made the quality manager without telling anybody to do it, without directing somebody to, hey, go do this, just by going for a win-win deal, it was done. They made it happen. I didn't even have to make it happen. See, the only influence that truly has any meaningful value is based on moral authority, not formal authority. I had it with those folks, and they had it with the maintenance folks. It wasn't about position. Position or title isn't important or required. Fear and intimidation doesn't exist. Others choose to follow you because of who you are and how you make them feel. See, what I did was I didn't tell them what to do. They probably expected me to tell them what to do because I had been wanting it to be done. Now I was, in their mind, their boss, but I didn't tell them what to do. And how did I make them feel? I empowered them. I said, getting that TV is within your control. I didn't say it literally, literally but I did because I made the deal. You get it painted, I get the TV. Now you're in control of both things. And they made it happen overnight, literally. Amazing. So I'm going to leave you with that. I hope you have a great day. I'll talk to you next time. Make it happen or someone else will. It might as well be you. Are you serious about taking your career and your life to the next level and beyond? Check out Max Story's Blue Collar Leadership Series books and others, now available on audio, along with paperback and ebooks at Amazon, iTunes, and Audible. Please visit bluecollarleadership.com to learn about Max books, programs, special offers, certifications, and more. Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast.